All right. Another week and uh, we're rocking and rolling. I mean, this has been a really, really interesting week because it's kind of like post um, governing council meeting at Google headquarters. It's post kind of like mainnet account creation craziness. Um, it, it feels like, you know, uh, so many different big things, like new governing council member, uh, but there was a bunch of huge rumors. So really it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of a bit of, um, a come down from a bunch of different things. Like that's what today kind of feels like for me is like so much has happened and there's been, um, so many other, like so many other things happened as well. Like a big theme this week for me was, um, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but so many different kind of like, we'll call them OG, um, Hedera use cases kind of coming out of the woodwork a little bit. Like last week we were talking about neuron, um, and their kind of pivot to aviation. <clears throat> we were talking about coupons. We were talking about all sorts of, all sorts of different things. Um, and even this week too, a little bit, we have some stories like that, but they're definitely, it definitely feels like things are folding in a little bit, right? Like we have these new things that have happened, but we're also starting to see some of these older things start to fold in. Um, and there's a lot to talk about this week. So we're going to, we're going to try to really keep it streamlined and kind of, and kind of blast through it. Cause I'm pretty surprised. Um, I mean, <clears throat> we'll talk about this. The top story is 10 billion transactions reached. Um, on the main net, huge. Um, I mean, it's, it's happening so fast. It's, you know, we're celebrating a billion transactions every two weeks at this point, which feels less and less special as we go. But, um, I mean, 10 billion is a major milestone that can't be ignored. Um, Christian Hasker, the head of marketing for Adara and Swirls labs was on the H bar bull show. Lots of great insights shared there. Um, we got, we're going to mention Joe Rogan. We're going to talk about FSCO, the Fresh Supply Co. <clears throat> we're going to talk about Red Swan. It's going to be tokenizing billions of dollars of real estate on Hedera. Um, we're talking about Karatika from Karate Combat. We're talking about, uh, you know, some Fortune 10 stuff. We're talking about Saucer Swap. Um, we're, talk, we're going to talk a little bit about Cardano and uh, there were some issues that network was having and it sparked some interesting conversations in kind of the Hedera world. Um, Straits X launched a new stable coin on Hedera. We've got a launch date for um, HBAR Suite. We got some updates from Lehman Swap. We've got a couple like cool, I'd call them rumors or breadcrumbs. Um, we're going to talk about EM tech, CBDCs, right? Dogo Official has an update. Um, BCW's got an update. Um, da, da, da. We got a message from Lehman. We got two messages from Lehman. Um, we got some DREC news. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got? We got a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. And we're live on Twitter Spaces with another week in Hashgraph to unpack. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that's it, really. And with that, good evening from Ottawa, Canada, everyone. My name is Brandon Davenport, and I'm a creative developer, musician, and founder at my creative firm, Dirksen and Davenport, Inc., helping artists, businesses, and startups in the Hedera ecosystem. And like all of you, I'm a Hashgraph enthusiast. 
It is Sunday. What's the date today? <clears throat> Sunday, May 28th. And welcome to Hashgraph News and Rumors, episode 10, or sorry, episode 78, 10 billion. This is a weekly show where we cover the top stories related to Hedera, HBAR, and everything in between. Broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. That's That goes live on the Mondays. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. If you're listening live now, check out the Twitter thread pins at the top of the spaces to take a deeper dive into each story. Also, everybody listening live, take a moment now to share the spaces and let your friends know you're listening. The more, the merrier, guys. You can also click the little comment button at the bottom right of the spaces to ask a question or share something interesting listeners might like to know, and I'll talk about it. The show continues to grow from hundreds of listeners to thousands across all platforms, and that's because of people like you guys tuning in every week, awesome guests giving their time to the show. We don't have time for guests this week, though. <clears throat> news, there's too much news. And supporters sending some HBAR here and there, which has been great. I think we've raised like over 3,000 HBAR, which is amazing. So I've got some plans. I was talking with my business partner, Joshua, looking at different microphones to get different audio interfaces. Also, um, Fat Boy on the, in the, in the um, Hedera Twitter community, the NFT community, he's got a kind of cool setup. So lots of cool ideas going around. I'm going to be sounding better, going to have some new theme music, all that stuff. None of this kind of like built-in bullshit Twitter music. So that'll be good. If you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show, please consider making an HBAR donation. It helps continually add value to the Hashgraph community and keeps the show ad-free. You can send a donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The full HBAR address is in the thread pins at the top as well if you want to support. Brought to you by listeners like you. Also, a reminder, join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community. It's a vibe, a great way for Hashgraph newbies and early adopters to connect, team up. There's like almost 850 people in there. So go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, what's going on on the main net? Um, a few key points from the main net this week. Um, we're close to averaging a thousand TPS, right? And that's kind of crazy. Like when we had our initial quote unquote step function, we were averaging about 500 TPS, which was pretty crazy. Like we went from low to mid double digits, right around. Well, I mean, at some points we were at single digits, but then we jumped in January to hundreds of TPS, right? 500 TPS averaged. We're close to averaging 1000 TPS right now. So safely, you could say that like from the step function till now it's doubled again almost, which is kind of like, it's crazy to think about. And if you look at this as a potential exponential curve paired with um, some sentiment type things and, and something I wanted to talk about off the top that was just shared this morning um, was a video from Hedera and it's Lehman, right? I, most people have seen it. If you haven't, check it out, give it a watch. But I mean, it's to celebrate 10 billion transactions. It's Lehman at his computer. 
He types in hederatransactions.com. He looks at his screen. He gives a thumbs up. He's excited. He goes over to the wall and he has like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine billion crossed off on the wall. And then he crosses off 10 billion. And then it pans over and you see 20 billion, 50 billion, 100 billion, 500 billion, 1 trillion, and then hashtag hello future. So that's what I mean by this is we've essentially doubled TPS since the step function, right? And there's this like, I've, I talk about this a lot on the show is there's this like renewed sense of confidence at Hedera, at Swirls, at the top, right? We see this from Manson Lehman quite a bit of this attitude of like, oh, you know, billions of transactions, that's nothing. Wait till we're doing that every day or something. So they're always pushing the envelope for better or for worse. There's these big promises and to kind of see one trillion written out on Lehman's wall is a pretty bold statement. And when you look at the main net, it, it does get you excited. I mean, I often on the show, I'm, in, I'm like, you know, be realistic, manage your expectations. We're in a bear market, macro factors, blah, blah, blah. But I got to be honest, the reality is, is I'm pretty excited. Like, and the video that, that Hedera posted with Lehman, like really felt super cheesy and super campy, which I loved. Like it reminded me of the old Hedera, like pre-2020 Hedera with, you know, Zenobia and Christian Hasker doing a, a hash shanty on, on Zoom or whatever. Like the really kind of old school Hedera that was so fun. And of course, as the network has grown, everything's very professional. Um, but this video was just, again, so campy and cheesy and wonderful. And it's Lehman. And um, even earlier this week, we got a post from Lehman just in regards to the Google meetup, right? He's a very, he's very excited that they met up at Google. Google's an awesome governing council member. And again, <clears throat> Lehman giving shout outs to the community. And it's just there's no other word for it, but wholesome, right? Like that's when people talk about the Hedera community and the difference from other networks, that's something that people talk about is it's pretty feel good. It's pretty wholesome. And it's like, that does emanate from the, you know, the, the core, I don't want to call him a mascot, but like the core guy that a lot of people really idolized for, for lack of a better term. And to see Lehman kind of being presented more and more to the community in this way, I think is really good. It does feel like a bit of a response to the community wanting a little more of that retail focus, a little more, um, a little bit more guidance and kind of a, a face to Adara. So I don't know. It's a bit of a vibe, but that's, that's the big Lehman update there, right? 10 billion transactions, cool video. That's just my thoughts on kind of how it ties into the kind of the overarching growth, the network and all those kinds of things. Um, and, also, too, get a couple other things out of the way. What else? What else can we get out of the way? Um, Karate Combat got a shout out on Joe Rogan. I know we talked about it. I think I mentioned it last week, but I just wanted to bring it up again just because um, on the 23rd, Karate Combat actually posted a video and there was like some longer clips shared. And it is kind of crazy, guys. Like this is like, Something I talked about a couple episodes ago was um, in the community, Lance from PixFi, he said to me in a DM one time, he was like, 
one of the issues with Hedera is there isn't an application or service that a lot of people use all over the world that runs on Hedera, right? Like the, the, what often too people talk about, you know, Hedera needs to market themselves like Apple, right? But really it's the, it's the things built on top of Hedera, right? Apple was built on top of Unix, right? And Unix is kind of like Hedera, a, a good kind of analog to that. So seeing Karate Combat with this kind of exposure with a platform and application leveraging Hedera, running on Hedera with an asset minted on Hedera, like that's really cool. Like that's, I, I think this is the direction we're going to start seeing things push. So that's great. I wanted to highlight that um, Karate Combat is obviously being highly used. The app itself is responsible for at least a sixth of all accounts on the main net, right? So big growth. And I mean, Joe Rogan, one of the biggest or arguably the biggest podcaster in the world talking about a product that uses Hedera. I don't really mind if Hedera wasn't mentioned, right? What else is, what else can we get off the plate real quick? Um, oh, Karatika. So just on the Karate Combat news, this is a NFT brand. Um, it's, it's, Karate Combat licensed Web3 gaming from a company called Game On, and they've launched its Karate Pit Fighters on the Hedera network. So basically, if you think about almost like baseball cards or something like that, these are collectible um, Karate Combat Fighters that are done by Game On, which is a company we talked about a couple episodes ago. But again, <clears throat> in this wave of Karate Combat, it's not just fungible tokens that that they're that they're doing on the Hedera network that people are going to take advantage of through this Karatika brand they're also going to be kind of bringing in that NFT component so just a, a few quick notes and, and perfect ability I'll bring you up just so we can kind of slide into you um, so game on basically they partner with major sports media entertainment IPS they kind of do brand building money making web3 games they launched Karatika, um, and basically Karatika introduces all these kind of digital fighters as NFTs. Um, and basically that's just kind of the play for this is like, check it out. It's basic. The best way to frame this is it's a new NFT project launching on Hedera, basically to a different type of audience. I didn't like just to wrap up my thoughts on this. I honestly, I'd encourage people like if you're on, I, I think they have an Android app. And if you're on iOS, just go to the app store and download um, karate combat and like, again, not financial advice, not, not advocating for the product, but just out of curiosity, just kind of seeing a well put together app and seeing when you go to create an account, you're actually creating a wallet. It's just kind of cool, right? It's, it's, it's neat to see. So yeah, I think um, you still get a, uh, uh, free airdrop tokens too. If you, uh, oh, really? uh do the, uh, I, I believe so, but I'm not sure on that one. They, uh, I don't okay. know if they ran out or not, but, uh, they, um, they had it going for a while, so maybe they still got some uh, left. Yeah, I dig that. Okay, perfect ability. I'm so happy you're here. Um, real quick, too, like there's been something happening in like um, so on Facebook. I've seen like we saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about their Facebook pages for Hedera things kind of being taken down for no reason. And even Zenobia and Christian Hasker and stuff were like, kind of like, what's going on? We also saw like some, I think there was someone on Instagram that was having an issue. 
Uh, people on Reddit have had issues. And and perfectibility, like you just got access to your account back. Like you were you were suspended on Twitter. I was worried we wouldn't be able to have you on the show this week. Like Yeah, me too. And so what, like, I, like, what happened? <laughs> so I was just, you know, just gonna go through my routine where I just, you know, kinda go through Twitter, see see what's like, you know, popping. And then it says my account was suspended for, you know, like just violating the rules. And I'm like, you know, whoa, what's going on? And you know, I do an appeal and uh, they get back to me and people were just flagging my account as inappropriate, which obviously wasn't because all I talk about is, you know, Hedera. So, so yeah, man, we just got some, uh, some really low people out there. That's good. And I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on, but so people understand, you know, I think what's happening, what's the common thread between all these things happening on like Reddit and Twitter and Facebook is there's like in every, in every case, it was like, a group of people reporting an account and then the account getting suspended or the page getting suspended. It's, and it's just weird. You know what I mean? It's like you could put your tinfoil hat on and go like, Oh, is there some kind of like cabal that's like trying to, you know, stifle information about Hedera or whatever, like who knows, but it's like, I, uh, I it kind was of, scary. yeah, I, I mean, I kind of ignored it up until now, but with you, I was like, well, there's gotta be more here. So, yeah, and uh, I've been getting it um, on Reddit too. Uh, people just, um, you know, like report my account, and then I've been got like Reddit says like, "Hey, we heard like you may be suicidal. Like, are you okay? Like, we offer help and all that stuff like that." So, so you know, I'm seasoned. It's no big deal. I was just more upset that like you know I wouldn't be able to like share my stuff on Reddit or um, on Twitter with you guys. But uh, I'm glad it all worked out, and you know, um, we're just gonna move on. You know, nothing's gonna stop. Uh, you know, me from sharing my stuff for Hedera. So I love it. So let's flip over to the good stuff. What's going on on the Hedera subreddit? So the number one thing we got was the message from Lehman. That was the number one this week. And what he says, thank you. You know, without you, we would not be where we are today. And your continued support is a constant drive towards turning our vision for Web3 and beyond into a reality. And I got the video right here for you guys. I just want to thank the community for all of your support and your involvement and your excitement and your creativity and the way that you are the ones building the Hedera ecosystem and building the future. Hello, future. All right, some good words from Lehman. And we have the new video that you talked about, the, the little cheesy one. Um, that's moving pretty fast to climbing to the number one spot for, for obvious reasons. And I'm kind of like you, I kind of like the the cheesy, uh, you know, Lehman videos. Yeah. Once in a while, they're, uh, they're great. Um, following up on the governing council meeting we had, um, we saw a couple breadcrumbs with some of the presenters and the people that were present there, uh, global leaders in payments, world pay, uh, global and BCW group co-presented a use case at the latest Hedera governing council meeting at the Google Plex. And also there's this guy named Bill, um, who kind of looked like Bill Gates from the back, but not really. I, yeah, like he was, uh, kind of interesting to me because he's the chairman of, Axilio Incorporated, and recently Axilio was selected for a $39.5 million U.S. Army Mobile cybersecurity contract, and this could align really good with Hedera, so we'll see what happens. Like, this guy is not affiliated with any of the council members, so I just thought it was super interesting that he was there. That's that's really interesting. Huh. Right, and then um, the, the tweet, he tweeted like a tweet that I found out about it, like he took it down like within like four hours so him and like other 
people like that posted like a tweet like took the tweet down so i thought that was interesting too maybe like the council was like hey you guys are maybe like sharing too much or and so i thought that was interesting too Real quick, there was a there there was another instance similar to that. Like I noticed there was a few communications in regards to the governing council meeting that were removed. The most prominent yeah, to Brady, me, uh, Brady posted those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really interesting. I, I chatted with him quick on it, but like it was it, it's def it definitely feels like the 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 council's entering a new phase where they're they're starting to realize like the demand for transparency and it's like hopefully we keep pushing and we can get more of that right oh 100 uh you talked a little bit about network and you know networks on fire we have 10 billion transactions are in there reach 1 billion transaction in three years it's pretty impressive 10 billion transaction in a few months um with fresh supply on the verge to fully come to mainnet from the test net uh, they tweeted out, uh, quote, watch the mainnet. So their use case is probably super, super close to dropping. Maybe we'll see that next week. Uh, yeah, on FSCO, Fresh Supply Co., for those unfamiliar, they're the food supply tracking service that, that migrated from MasterCard Providence's blockchain after that was sunset and moved to Adara. Um I'm hopefully going to have David on soon. I, I I asked him if they had any new news and stuff, and he said probably in a couple of weeks. So um, hopefully we'll have some. It feels like there's new news. So I'm hoping that, you know, fingers crossed, um, I can have David on the show again and see what's going on. Yeah, that'd be great. Love David. Uh, he's a big supporter. Um, we also got Phoebe Cupels and the Coupon Bureau uh, with the digital coupon campaign. Uh, they had um, – Oh, by the way, happy uh, belated birthday. I forgot to wish you happy birthday. Oh, I feel kind of bad. Thank you. No, that's okay. I appreciate it. So, uh, and then service now is on the horizon. So we'll, we should see some uh, TPS ramp up uh, on the horizon. So you talked about Lehman. You know, he said the 1 million transaction. That also caught my eyes. I was like, you know, if Lehman has that written there, you know, there's a reason. So I definitely think that, you know, we'll get there closer than we think yeah you you want to i i wanted to almost call this episode the t word because i because both lehman and mance and i think christian hasker have just in the last month or so thrown out the word trillion and it's like yeah also the hedera account the twitter account they right. uh yeah they threw that out there too so it's just you know like their their accounts like okay like they can throw that around then you know Lehman says yeah. it's like okay you know it's like all right you know definitely uh makes you think um but you know one trillion is a huge number so with with some math here um to reach that uh, we would need three hundred million daily transactions um in um in that in five years to reach uh, one trillion which you know when everything is tokenized and you know. Um, you know, things are mostly ran, um, on DLT, uh, like Hedera, then I think that, you know, definitely, we'll definitely see that number in the future. Absolutely. There was also this interesting pie chart, which was cool. And if you take all the network TPS, um, HBAR had 942 and this is three days ago. So the stats might be a little off. But still pretty close, which is about 60% of all the TPS if you sum all other crypto projects together. So the other networks added together equals to 629 TPS. 
that's every other network besides there. Like, if you take all their TPS and add them together, they only equal to 40% of all the total TPS. Um, <clears throat> and I thought it was kind of funny. If you put those numbers in the pie chart, it looks like Pac-Man. So it's like there is like eating all those other networks. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. One thing on that too that's going to be really interesting for me, and, I, and I'm changing my mind more and more. Like I remember I did a tweet in regards to like TPS versus TVL and then at Consensus on a on an interview, Brady was talking about Yeah, that about was that. awesome. Yeah, Brady was talking about that tweet and he was mentioning revenue. And I was, I realized recently looking at that pie chart that you're talking about and thinking about network activity and, and like, sure, there's TVL and all those types of things, but as we see a more as we see a bigger diversification of transaction type on the main net um like if for example if non hcs transactions were to increase from what they are now which is like 0.2% to to just 1.5% of total transactions revenue would explode so there's like a there's like a hidden card up hedera's sleeve like a little trick card up their sleeve that i'm very curious about because what we've what's been drawing attention to Adara is the amount of transactions, right? But mm -hmm. imagine this FS FSCO use case goes live and coupon bureau, whatever, and we start to see like millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of um token transactions or crypto transactions or account create transactions or smart contract transactions, transactions that 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 generate 10, a hundred times more revenue for the network. Imagine if Hedera also can say we're also the most profitable network, like that would be crazy. Like it, there's, there's a part of me that's like grappling with the unknowns and starting to realize that potentially this year Hedera may also rank as number one in regards to like actual revenue made. I don't know what those figures are for, for example, like Ethereum or whatever, because it's a very different structure. But when you look at like a like um, Hedera as effectively like a DAO and all those different types of things, I don't know that to me that's just a really interesting thing to talk about. So I just wanted to highlight that. But continue on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and you know, one thing I learned just from Hedera's track record, like Lehman is always like a step ahead. It's like, oh, but what if this happens? And then Lehman's like, oh yeah. Uh, here is a presentation did about this three years ago. So he, uh, you know, he's always, he's always got an ace in the hole. So I'm sure uh, there's something down the line that, uh, you know, Lehman's gonna, you know, he's, he's a wizard. So <clears throat> um, let's see, where are we at? Okay. So I'm going to move to this kind of fast just because you said you got a lot to cover, but I thought it was super interesting just to see, um, you know, who started to um, invest uh, into Hedera. Um, actually, no, before that, let me go into um, this post that that was pretty cool. So there was an old post from the Bitcoin community some years ago where people were encouraged to buy a whole Bitcoin in order to be part of the 20 million club because of the max supply being a 21. So, you know, if you own one Bitcoin, you are in the club. Um, so the Hedera Twitter account has nearly 300K followers. So rounding up, that means that 166k and each of the members would have or and each and then the 60 billion would be gone so i just thought that was a little interesting doesn't really have much relevance but no it's it's a it's a really great point that like if you look at like if you if you really just take the basic math and you go 
okay, so there's 50 billion HBAR total supply. And if you were to say 50 billion, I got to make sure I'm typing this on my computer, right? 50, buh, 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 buh. And then you go divided by, let's say, 100,000 HBAR. Only 500,000 people on the planet will, will be able to hold 100,000 HBAR. So if you think about people that hold a million HBAR, you're only 50,000 people on the planet will be able to hold a million HBAR. So that's kind of a, it's, it's when you start to break down those numbers and you look at some of the folks holdings in this community, it's very, it's very interesting. I, are they going to buy a pizza for a million H bar? I don't know, but maybe we'll find out. I'm not. <laughs> I think we learned, we learned the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> the investment there, I thought that was really interesting. Um, so investment in swirls below investments into swirls was done on 2016, 17 before the Hedera hash graph was formally set up. Seed funding by First Miles Venture amounts undisclosed. Bill Miller is the founder and general partner of First Miles Venture. He's also the co-chair of Memcoin Community and advisor to Hedera. The bill from the last week Google's group meeting. So that guy that had that security uh, contract um, with the government that he's shared, that's he was um Oh, he was he was on that spreadsheet of the I actually of the... just figured this out by reading this. I didn't wow. realize. I didn't even realize that. So That's that was crazy. the guy right there. He he was an early investor. He invested in twenty eighteen. Wow. That's crazy. Just real quick too for folks listening, like what we're talking about is there's this spreadsheet that's been circulating around the community off the subreddit that basically breaks down all of the people since like twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen from VC firms and early seed investors and family offices and stuff and accredited investors that have invested money in Hedera, right? Whether it was around for 18 million or around for a hundred million, just like who in the early days invested in kind of like that VC capacity into Hedera. And it's a very interesting sheet. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, seed fund by First Mile Ventures among undisclosed. I got that. Seed fund from Sarah Downey amount undisclosed. Sarah Downey also invested in Hedera Hashgraph ICO of 2018. Uh, I'm not too sure about Sarah Downey is, but well, just a clarification: Hedera didn't have an ICO; it was a SAFT agreement, so that was just a discrepancy You're on that spreadsheet. Yeah, up. thank you. That's okay. Um, and then seed funding from New Enterprises Associates at three million, and then this is where I think it's awesome, and it starts getting cool. Uh, the investment to Hedera hash grab. So initial offering in February 2018, funding round led by IBM. Uh, remember, IBM only became a governing council member on August 2019, so they invest into Hedera, and then a year later, they became a council member. So this investment was made a year before they joined. Accredited uh, investor Sarah Downey and Ganesh Kampala also participating in this close. So I'm guessing Sarah has something to do with uh, IBM. Uh, the second funding around two March 18, led by Digital Currency Group, total funding of 18 million. Four other VCs who participated: uh, DH, DHVC, First Mile Ventures, some company that invested in Swirls Struck Company and Cosmos Ventures. Third funding round in August, led by Block Tower Capital, uh, total funding of 100.5 million. Seven other VCs participated: Blockwall, Hato Capital, Viscerate Capital, Cosmos Ventures. Uh, which was a second investment. Um, they uh, they double dipped on their first investment. Uh, Oyster Ventures, Elysium, and Intero Capital. The fourth funding round, 2021, led by Taza, 
is it Tata or Tata? I never. I think it's I think it's Tata Communication or Tata. I don't know. Tata Communication. Thank you. Uh, with total funding of seven million, uh, Boeing through its VC arm Horizon X and Centrum Alternate Investment also participated in this round. So uh, last um, podcast we talked about Boeing, so they were also a uh, you know an investor. Yeah, that's that's a key thing too. Is like. We talk about Boeing a lot. There are breadcrumbs and they're a very kind of active governing council member. So it's it's always interesting to remember that Horizon X, their VC arm, they, they not only are they on the governing council, but they also through their their investment arm in, invested millions of dollars directly into Hedera. So that is a fascinating mm-hmm. thing. And you know, to close all that up, Cosmos Ventures, who participated in two funding rounds, is the leading and largest Australian-based multi-strategy VC firm specializing in blockchain-based assets. Considering Hedera's significant push in Australia, thanks to Rob Allen's work among many others, I think there may be something here. IBM, Boeing, Tata Communication uh, are the three governing council members who also invest in money in Hedera. Besides the initial $100 refundable capital that were that every council member uh, contributed, while IBM is visibly involved in building the Hedera ecosystem, um, is there something brewing in the background for Boeing and the communication? I believe so. Um, Eric Paul, CIO and managing partners of Block Tower Capital, the VC which led the third funding round, was also appointed as a strategic advisor for Hedera in April 2019. Uh, there's a tweet on August 2019 where he goes into a bit more detail, uh, if you guys want to look more on that. Uh, and lastly, there's the Fenbushi Digital, uh, who was one of the early investors in Hedera. And Fenbushi is the first China-based venture capital firm that exclusively invests in DLTs and able companies. Fenbushi's founder, Bo Shen, was appointed as a strategic advisor by Hedera on March 2019. Hedera Hashgraph is the next evolution, or this is what he quotes, Hedera Hashgraph is the next evolution of everything we've hoped distributed ledgers technology could be. It delivered the speed, security, and reliability required for both enterprises and everyday consumers to adopt and embrace decentralized business models. I'm excited to help champions Hedera growth and adoption of the technology with this APAC region. And... That pretty much covers everything. That's awesome. Well, I mean, on my part at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, again, huge shout out to you, Perfect Ability. I think um, this kind of like segment that we do for the show, the Reddit report, talking about stuff happening on the Hedera subreddit, it's just worth highlighting that again. It's a different type of conversation. A lot of the crypto community is on Reddit because it, you know, you can have these types of communities that are specific to a network. There's more nuanced conversations a lot of times. Um, and also it's like there's a lot there's there's quite a bit of cross-pollination. And also too, you you understand those um silos a little better. It's it's more evident on Reddit sometimes or on Twitter. It, it's things can get lost in the mix and it's a lot of noise, but you can you can better uh, understand exactly how things are siloed and and where to kind of break through. Um, again, through a lot more nuanced conversations. So Reddit is uh, awesome, but perfect ability. Really appreciate you, man. Great updates. Yeah, man. And I love when, you know, like I'm talking to the Reddit, you know, conversation. I like when you uh, chime in because like you just add so many great things, you know, like, so let's keep doing it, man. Right on. Okay. You take care, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. And, uh, you know, quick shout out to Lehman, the HBAR community and uh, happy uh, Memorial Day if uh, you live in the States. Right on. All right, cheers, brother. Yep. All right. So 
I thought I'd bring um, King Solomon up just because I know you've got some stuff happening with Genfinity. Like I think on the show last week or the week before I was talking about the, the app that you guys were doing and like you got a bunch of stuff going on. And of course, Hedera's got a bunch of stuff going on. So what's what's new, man? What's going on? Uh, no, I mean, uh, who, who was just up here? What was the guy's name that was just up here? Uh, per perfect ability. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he mentions uh, <clears throat> Tata Communication Services, and um, TCS is huge uh, from an IT systems integrator standpoint. They deal with, with a lot of the banks globally. Um, I think they're bigger than Accenture. Um, if you look into, I mean, I, I remember starting to find, you know, Tata stuff from back in 2018 when I started really looking into Ripple and stuff like that. And um, they have uh, TCS Quartz, which is um, kind of their enterprise DLT aspect for all their clients. And I, I, I would tell you guys numbers right now for how big Tata is, but I, I've done videos on them. I, I want to say like, I want to say like three, <laughs> I want to literally say like three quarters of the global populace. Uh, for how big Tata Communication Services is, but I I might be wrong there, and I don't have the videos that I've done in front of me. So, yeah, they're massive, dude, and um, them sitting on the board. I mean, it just goes to show, and then especially when you have people coming up here and just doing the due diligence and research about you know funding rounds and all the other stuff, you know, at the introductory level of Federa, it's just it's pretty cool to see um, people talking about it and. I think Brandon, you probably resonate just like I do, where you know we saw something like Avery Dennison and Atma.io go, go live, and you know now there's speculation around the Coupon Bureau, and there's speculation around um, what is it FCSO for for food and uh, sustainability, and some really cool stuff coming down the pike. I think so. A hundred percent. And there's there's also too like on Hedera. I think because a lot of folks on Hedera kind of don't have a lot of exposure to other networks, but. On, on, in the same kind of vein, like a lot of things on Hedera happen differently than on other networks. And there's, there's been that conversation of TPS versus TVL. And then also uh, Brady was mentioning like um, diversification of transaction types, um, revenue for the network. That's something that I don't think people talk about a lot for Hedera is like, what's the, what's the, one reason that networks die, they run out of money or, or these apps die is so, the other thing too is like revenue for Hedera. And when we look at not like 99.9% of transactions on the mainnet being HCS transactions that are very low revenue generating versus a situation where it's 98.5 being HCS, that means that even a small sliver of transactions not being HCS, you could see massive, massive revenue growth for Hedera. And it does appear as though Coupon Bureau FSCO um, and some of these other use cases are are going to be leveraging, you know, crypto transactions, contract transactions that are 10, 100x um, more, you know, even more beneficial in regards to revenue, even F FSCO going as far as tweeting out like watch the main net. So it's like, what are your thoughts on that aspect of Hedera in regards to like revenue generation, diversification of transaction types on the main net and kind of how that's going to shift the dynamic for the network. I mean, <clears throat> my thought process with a network like Adair with all the services that are out there right now, and especially it being open source and, uh, you know, decentralized, but decentralizing even more over time is the fact that I would expect and I would hope that, you know, 
something other than Hedera themselves or Swirls Labs themselves comes out with a much larger use case leveraging uh, the network uh, and, and really kind of garnering revenue and, you know, generating kind of a mass pool from the mass populace, like outside of even Hedera or Swirls Labs. It's the same thing that I think about the XRP Ledger. Like, you know, if I look at Ripple, uh, Ripple was one use case on the XRP Ledger. And if there's not something else that comes in and usurps that at some point in time, you know, five, six, seven, you know, however many years down the line, like I'm really interested to see what consistently what the community and what enterprises themselves are going to want to build and utilize the ledger and the network for. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, and I, and that could just goes to show, I mean, I think we're really, really early, especially with these, like what we would consider, you know, from Hedera, from high, like higher utility based networks and ecosystems, because at the end of the day, like, I think we all realize, like, I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere. I don't think Ethereum's going any, anywhere in the short term. But so then it then it becomes how do we start pulling market share away from those ecosystems and what use cases are going to be built on ecosystems that might have more utility and how can we start interoperating with those as well? So that That's huge. And I mean, like, just to your point in regards to um, use cases on Hedera, um, getting more of that mass adoption, like not necessarily Hedera being the kind of forefront it's very reminiscent of a couple of weeks ago, the community obsessing over that um, talk that Steve Jobs gave in regards to marketing back in back in the 90s when he was coming back to Apple for the great turnaround and people kind of being like, Hedera needs to think like Apple. But the way I saw it was Hedera is more like Unix, right? Which Apple was built upon. And so when you look at trying to find well, who's the apples of Hedera, it's like, well, um, Karate Combat was mentioned on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was like, hey, this is the coolest um, implementation of crypto tokens I've seen. So it's like, there's also that element where it's like that. I don't know if you saw that, but that is kind of starting to creep a little bit into that territory, I think, to what you're what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I, I don't know how you could miss Joe Rogan talking about karate combat. I mean, that was pretty massive. Um, I think it still does come down to, you know, and looking how some of these wallets and, and you know, how how marketing aspects are kind of going with some of these things. And karate combat, their use case, I think, is gigantic. And I, you know, you probably saw this as well as I did, Brandon, like maybe a week, week and a half ago, there was just like, <laughs> excuse my language some random fucking ethereum accounts like talking about hedera which is what exactly what we want to have happen but i'm more interested in like that happening in a way that also actions something so like they're talking about hedera fantastic but are they like is are those same accounts like actioning wallet creation like how in tune are they and what's going on with karate combat how are in tune are they or educated are they with the Hedera ecosystem. It's fantastic to see them start to talk about it, but it becomes our due diligence and our responsibility, at least I think, to like allow them to talk about it in a way where they can really start pulling community into that ecosystem. And it's not just like a one-off tweet. And I think we're going to see more stuff like that down the line. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think especially as the network, like I'm actually really surprised that we haven't seen more people talking about real TPS. Um, so at some point the bow is going to break and hopefully by the time the bow breaks, there's I think what is great about Hedera right now too, is there's such easy ways to onboard. Um, so maybe that's not the right thing for me to say, but like, I just think the continuity and just like, you know, marketing, marketing for the sake of marketing is interesting, but it's like, 
you know, there should be actionable things around anything that, you know, any wallet or any product or project is doing where it's like, you know, come on and create an account, do X, Y, and Z, test out the network, you know, all these things that are very massively important. So, you know, as well as I do, as, as soon as people come into Hedera, they normally don't leave. So, and also, and also too, it's like the, the cycle of HBAR, it's like, as enterprises start using more of the network and as revenue starts to go up, like that's just going to be more um, capital f funneled back into funding ecosystem initiatives and those different types of things. So it's like, I really also f am getting the sense of like, I was, I was saying earlier, it's like, is there a scenario where Hedera's revenue that they generate, like does a 10 X this year. And that's just kind of a new conversation. Like, not a lot of folks in crypto were talking about TPS. That wasn't something people really cared about. And Hedera was talking about TPS a lot. And I wonder, again, in kind of that enterprise corporate vein, like if they reach a milestone like that, would Hedera start talking about revenue and kind of being like, we are a you know juggernaut of a network? That's, that's, that's kind of another interesting angle to look at it from. Yeah, I mean, um, I was thinking in like you know when you when you first come into crypto and look look at different ecosystems or networks and the capabilities of these networks like i remember interviewing christian and i don't remember if it was my first or second interview with him i want to say it was my first one that i did probably in 2020 and i asked about transactions per second because i think with with sharding and everything else there was stats on hedera's site that you know essentially said like it was like it was literally like in the millions, I think, of transactions per second with like sharding and stuff like that. At least that was what was on the site back in 2020, I think. And I asked, um, I remember asking Christian, I'm like, you know, how important is TPS? You know, and when do you scale to that, you know, max amount of TPS? And I really do think my interview with Christian Hasker back in 2020 was one uh, one of the one of the real things that made me understand what Hedera was trying to accomplish like back in the day. And he said. And I still remember this to this day. He's like, it doesn't matter, you know, what what TPS is capable capable of on these networks, and why would we scale it to a level that we are capable of when there's not a demand for that TPS in real time on this network? And when he said that, he basically meant, yeah, we could certainly scale it up, but if the network doesn't need to, you know, facilitate five hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand transactions per second, because that's not the demand. Why would we scale it? Um, you know, and, and now we're starting to see the real, and I think there's a separation between transactions per second and real transactions per second occurring in some form or fashion on the network. And yeah, it's just, it's really fascinating. And like you mentioned, you asked me about the Genfinity stuff earlier and I won't ramble too long, but like Paolo Tasca, like a lot of people, like we're interviewing him on June 5th. A lot of people don't know who that dude is. Like he was a co-founder of Quant. Uh, he sits on, he sat on the board of Algorand's ACE program. He's been the central bank digital currency advisor to five nations, Brazil, Chile, Canada, um, two other ones that I can't remember right now. He sits on the board at, at, at a NAPA. And for some reason, Paolo Tasca decided with, with, and you can look at his resume with the abundance of history that that guy has uh, as an economist and DLT advisor and everything else across the board. He decided to move into basically the third arm of a foundation purview through the Hedera network, the first being the HBAR Foundation, the second being the Hashgraph Association, and the third being the DLT Science Foundation, and now he is the co-chair there. So I have to ask myself, with a guy that has a resume like that, 
um, that is actually, you know, educated and been an advisor to multiple governments and everything else. Why does he move into the DLT Science Foundation if Hedera is a network that is just, you know, that's just a shot in the dark? So it's it's just really interesting. So that's a really great perspective. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming up. Before I let you go, like, was there any uh, any shutouts or plugs or anything? Like, I know again the Genfinity stuff and everything. Like, just to be honest, I'm a, like, you've got the app and everything, and I'm I'm curious. Like, I'm a little curious to know a little more about what you're building over there, real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, besides, besides Paolo Tasca interview June 5th, I think I might've nailed down a, uh, Brad Garlinghouse interview, <laughs> uh, for June. Um, we have Lehman Baird, I think June 12th. Um, so that, and I think that's an hour, uh, we're doing Brandon. I know that you're probably a big fan of these, the, the, the Hedera Ween Hashentine's days events that we did twice. We're doing another one at the end of june which we haven't publicly announced yet but it's going to be more cross chain uh, we're going to action certainly action wallets on hedera probably combine an xrpl and maybe one or two other ecosystems as well make it more of an event um and the application is live obviously in beta so really trying to like you know kind of uh be an aggregator of of, of content and data but the application itself is you know we built it with four chains uh so and then we pivoted just to Hedera. So we still have connectivity in the, to those other four, but you can go on to um, our uh, Twitter. And if you guys want to sign up for the beta, there's a tweet there. So, Dude, I signed up. Everyone should sign up. I think it's a vibe. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming up. Good to hear you're doing well. I'm excited. What, the Lehman interview is on the on the 12th, June 12th? I think it's the 12th. Yeah, Paolo's the 5th. I think Lehman's the 12th, I believe. So, yeah. Let's go. All right. Cheers, man. Appreciate you. All right. So, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what's going on. And we're going to talk about Lehman Swap. So, Lehman Swap was a story, uh, our big story, um, kind of at the beginning of the month, I think. When did that stuff happen? Let me take a peek here. When did the Lehman swap stuff happen? Ah, May 3rd. Um, so for folks unfamiliar, um, there's there DeFi on Hedera is in a very it, it's in its infancy, right? We have a major DEX, Saucer Swap. We've got other DEXs like Heli Swap and Bubble Swap, which are all kind of different flavors of um, Uniswap, right? Uh, we also have um, an upcoming DEX, um, HBAR Suite, which is going to be interesting. I know, um, I don't know if he's still listening or Possible Tease is listening. He's a frequent listener I see down there. Um, possible Tease, if you want to uh, come up as a speaker, feel free to to request. Would love to get some info from you on that because I know you've got a launch date. But Lehman Swap was another DEX that was set to launch on... Um, on Hedera, and they were unique because they weren't using Uniswap. They were going to use Sushi Swaps Trident, which was very new. And they also had a very big brand, very big following, sold hundreds of thousands of dollars of NFTs, had a big community, um, and it was it was a very um, it was a very exciting time for the community because to have another Dex kind of of this momentum coming to the network was very exciting a non-Uniswap DEX. So unfortunately on May 3rd, Lehman Swap 
kind of catching people off guard, put out a, a tweet basically saying, um, we're not launching. Um, and the reason is because there are some issues with the network. Um, P.S. We've lost our private keys for our multi-sig wallet and the laptop that those keys were on uh, is lost. And P.P.S. Um, we had already lost um, three of the seven private keys to our multi-sig account uh, before this. So it was a very confusing situation. It turned out that um, in early April, they were already discussing refunds. It was kind of a 30-day window of kind of confusion. But as of May 3rd, the project came to a halt. And it's really been a month with no kind of clear update. Obviously, there hasn't been any communication from Lehman Swap. Um, full disclosure, I do have communication with um, uh, some folks from Lehman Swap. And I noticed that the community was interested in some updates. So I thought that I'd reach out and kind of see um, if there was any new information that'd be useful for people. Um, so there is there is uh, there is a new piece of a couple new pieces of information. So the GitHub repository is live. So that means that the code that they were going to be using for their decks is live and visible for the community. Um, maybe a slight, slight silver lining to this is maybe there's some interesting uh, potential DEX infrastructure available for Sushi Swaps, Trident on Hedera. Interesting. So that's live. The other update is, um, you know, efforts to recover their private keys have continued and failed. Efforts to recover the laptop have failed. And it's not quite clear yet. Um, I don't want to speculate on this, but it does appear that the code base for their aggregator is also live on the GitHub repository. That's not 100%. Waiting for confirmation on that. Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna kind of like dive into the minutia of Lehman Swap. Definitely go back and listen to that previous episode where I do dive into it and break down in, in a lot of detail what's going on. Um, but that's the update. So hopefully that's useful for for folks. Now, I got possible teas up here, which is great. I know that HBAR Suite has some updates. You guys have announced a launch date of June 5th. I know you've got you've had audits in the loop. And folks are curious, right? You're talking about launching a DEX that is not smart contract based, that's using your smart node infrastructure. And it's also a DEX that has no slippage, which feels a little bit kind of like black magic, a little bit. So excited, curious, um, possible tease, welcome to the show. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about the DEX and, and about your upcoming launch and, and what's next. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, bear me with my English is not so good. <laughs> Hey, no problem. That's okay. So yeah, we are launching on June 50th, 50th and uh, we always start with the guys from holders of Go Shibar Gold NFTs, and uh, it will be released in phases. First, the gold, then the silver, then bronze holders. Um, after that, we'll be open to the to the community to to swap. 
tokens. You start with a small, just with HBAR and HSuite and Shibar and HBAR um, pools. Uh, the, the reason because we are doing this is because we have to, to test everything uh, to be very secure. Uh, we already did two audits, but every measure of um, safety is always important. Uh, well, uh, the smart node technology is something very cool that Topache and Tomachi came with this. The idea is the, the old um, proposal from Lehman. They have a DAPnet. Uh, the concept of DAPnet of smart nodes came from Lehman. And uh, Topachi uh, was beloved from the idea. And uh, by the way, Topachi is a uh, very, very OG. <laughs> Uh, he came from the, the, the very, very beginning, and he was in love with this idea, and he and Tomachi started this, this project. So, can ask more. <laughs> no, that's great. Your English is fantastic, uh, and, I'm, and I'm really fascinated by this use case. Let me, let me ask you another question. Um, so, people are using SaucerSwap right now, and Pangolin, and HeliSwap, and those DEXs are obviously leveraging Uniswap, a smart contract-based solution. As you've said, you're using smart nodes, which aren't smart contracts and kind of more in line with the, the vision of Hedera, the protocol. Um, so maybe in, in regards to a user experience, like what makes your DEX different um, from a user experience? People are familiar with doing swaps and activities on SaucerSwap. But when they go to do these activities on on HBAR suite, what what might be the the differences that they'd experience? Well, maybe I will not be the the right person to answer all this in detail, but I will try. <laughs> uh, no problem. First of all, uh, we have a very secure um, DAX. The the way we the, the team did it is very very secure. Uh, it's fast because we run in the, the Hedera uh, speed because we have access directly to the, the Hedera. Uh, smart contracts usually has a, a, a bottleneck, and we don't. Of course, uh, if you have a lot, of, a lot of use users at the same time, it could be a, a bottleneck. But in the beginning, the difference maybe is not so. Uh, so big. Um, the transaction, uh, we have a transaction, uh, atomic transaction, so we sent all in once your, the history on your, on your wallet will be very clear, clean, um, because we have only one transaction. The, the zero slippage function, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, possible because they uh, develop a smart node. Uh, it's uh, sorry, I remember the name. Uh, SRMM is uh, smart rebalance market maker. It's an uh, adaptation of uh, Uniswap V3, and uh, we, will, we we you will know how much of slippage you you will have. So you set 
the, the, the slippage percentage. If you, if you have the, the right transaction, uh, there, there, is, there will be only one transaction and you, do, you will have, sorry, you have just the amount that you set up. You, I don't know if it was clear, but my, sorry, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Okay, sorry. So uh, zero slippage is one of the, the greatest thing because uh, um, you will, if you have a transaction that not, do not succeed, you pay for fees, okay? Uh, so you will not pay for, you pay fees for a transaction uh, and success transactions uh, because the smart rebalance market maker. Uh, there is a, a more more details like uh, the pools, the way of the pools. You 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 can put different percentage of pools uh, of coins uh, for 60, not only 50-50. There is different ways to to build the the the, the pools. Um, well, that's it. Uh, I can remember right now. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because I think that the zero the, the the zero slippage thing is interesting because slippage comes into play when there's kind of an imbalance in a liquidity pool, and it needs to kind of be rebalanced. So what you're saying is this SRMM or or uh, whatever whatever the acronym was is it's it's a different way of um, bringing liquidity to a liquidity pool or a different way of balancing that liquidity pool or. Balance is more a balance. Uh, they keep all the, the, the pools balanced and uh, automatically, and it reduces reduce the, the, the chance you have um, slippage. But the, 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 very, the, very, the most important thing is when you set up the value you want uh, before you send the transaction, you know how much you will, you will receive. So if this is possible, they send the transaction and the transaction will succeed. You don't have failed transactions inside the network. So this is, you don't pay fees for this, okay? And you will receive ex the same amount you saw in your wallet or in the DEX. Okay, and then the other question I had, which I don't see talked about a lot, but um, and I don't know if this is still the case, but you're going to be handling liquidity pools and positions in liquidity pools a little differently where those will be issued as NFTs. I think that was something I heard a couple months ago. Uh, create a liquidity pool, you receive an NFT. Okay, this NFT, uh, you can sell this position. Um, and you help, you held an NFT like any other NFT. So the, this represents your position on the on the liquidity pool. Okay, this is very interesting. Uh, the guys are using um, like dynamic NFTs. If you use the the Dex, the NFT Dex today, uh, it's already running. Uh, you receive an NFT too. This NFT is like a dynamic NFT because the pool is righted inside the NFT. And so you have statistics that run every time you create a new pool, every time you put liquidity, and it's uh, updated on the NFT. 
it's, it's done uh, by the HCS uh, services feature. And you don't have to, you, you don't need a header improve a proposal like we, we saw there about uh, the NFT, dynamic NFTs. They are already using it in another way. Okay, so when you create a position, you have seven, you receive uh, NFT and you can trade it. Okay, crazy. So you could like sell your liquidity pool position on like Zeus Market or something. Yes. Fascinating. Um, and then my last question for you is, if this DEX is not going to be smart contract based and there are at some point aggregators coming to the network and we do want to start bridging liquidity from other networks, does this... Does does your DEX not being smart contract based, does that put it on a little bit of an island or or isolate you from other sources of, of liquidity that other DEXs may have access to? Okay. Um, I'm not so technical about the details, but uh, an overview. Uh, smart nodes um, can connect with smart contracts. Anyway, you can uh, manage smart contracts if, if needed. Okay, there is no limitation. Uh, the idea of smart smart nodes uh, is to become a, an easy path to build things inside Hedera. You can use, you can um, uh, develop your system inside the smart node uh, using APIs. They will build APIs so you can use this this interface. Uh, and you don't have limitations. You can, you can uh, develop using TypeScript or your any other language. You don't have to use uh, Solidity. Uh, so, but smart nodes has access to any any other network. It's, it can talk with any other network. You can you can use smart nodes to to build aggregators to other networks if needed, okay? Even the Lehman Swap aggregator uh, could be developed inside smart nodes without, without any kind of restriction. Okay, fascinating. Okay, so before I let you go, just to clarify, so the DEX is going live on um, June 5th for kind of like a smaller group of people to test it out and then rolling out to the public a little later, a little, little later on. Yeah, uh, we'll be completely open uh, in four months. Uh, the first phase, the team will provide liquidity. Only the team will provide liquidity, uh, and it will be open to the whitelisted for the the NFT holders. It's about 300 people. You know, it's the number of uh, NFT that was sold, uh, minted. And then the, the second month, and then after the first month, it will be open for anyone to trade. In the second month, um, they will start to open to insert uh, liquidity or pro, um, the announcement is there on the on the score. I'm not sure exactly, but will be after the fourth month. Everybody can provide liquidity and uh, trade. Um, it's it will be completely open. But there is a, okay. 
two months and three months. Uh, okay, so you're saying probably uh, like October is when the public will have access to HBAR Suite. Yeah, yeah. For uh, you will be working like a completely DAX, where you can uh, anyone uh, can, can provide can liquidity, provide liquidity and you can and bring can other HCS tokens. But in this uh, first, second, third month, you will be restricted, be restricted to, to provide liquidity only by the team. Okay, only them will provide liquidity. That makes sense. Okay, you know what? Possible tease. I appreciate you. Excited. I mean, it, it sounds like you guys are, are working away over there. It's going to be really interesting to see the initial impressions from the decks from this early group of people. And I think it, it you know, I think that there's all sorts of different ways to look at smart contract development versus non-smart contract development. I mean, as long as we got both, I'm happy because we're, we're going to see all sorts of different ways of doing things. So looking forward to the launch. So appreciate you coming up. Yeah, thank you very much. See you. You take care. Okay, so let's continue on here. Uh, we've got updates from Christian Hasker. So fantastic episode on Friday from the H Bar Bowl. Huge shout out. Um, he had Christian Hasker on. Uh, Christian Hasker is the you know chief marketing officer at Swirls Labs, and shared some interesting insights. Um, so the first that he shared was just how big of a difference there is between virtual governing council meetings and in-person governing council meetings. He highlighted virtual meetings are usually an hour and a half to two hours, where the Google meeting was three days. And obviously, in-person meetings are more in-depth. There's more time for networking. And he said the magic happens during like lunch, breaks, um, in the evening, right? Uh, so, and also too, like smaller groups form, like little groups form and idea um, engines. So that was really interesting to hear. He also highlighted um, how important Google is as a governing council member because they are the largest governing council member and um, something that separates them from other governing council members is they truly live and breathe Web3. They're the most kind of like Web3 governing council member. Um, and strangely and interestingly, we've learned recently that Hedera was Google's first foray into Web3 and was the reason that they be, that they that they um, began their kind of Web3 arm of the company. So... Obviously, Google has now diversified into other networks and is and is you know participating in in you know I guess Polygon and Ethereum and just you know playing the field right. But Hedera was the genesis there, and so that was that was really interesting. Um, the vertical that every council member is interested in is sustainability, and that'll increase over time. And that's something Christian said that we've obviously seen, but. It, you know, it is worth being reminded of that. Um, traditional finance adopting DLT for decentralized offerings, such as like stable coins, proof of reserve, like FIS is doing, they call it off uh, on-chain finance. So <clears throat> that, that was an interesting thing in, in regards to how Hedera and, and Swirls market Hedera, um, it's different than how they market to, let's say, retail. 
And that makes sense. It's like, instead of calling it DeFi, you call it on-chain finance because it's not really decentralized when you talk about traditional finance. It's usually, um, you know, centralized companies. So that's interesting. On-chain finance. Um, custom, there's, there's a couple verticals that Christian also highlighted that are key for Kadera's growth. So one is customer engagement and loyalty is a big one. Um, and NFT is a thing, but it's about the business driver instead of massive customer data. Um, when you have tokenized collectibles and loyalty and reward programs, there's that, there's that switch, right? So what he's saying is that's a, that's such a rich area for Hedera to focus on because right now businesses offer free services and do that in exchange for your information so they can sell that information, right? And when you flip the script and the customer buys into the service for a very small amount that effectively offsets the need to have a revenue stream based off of their data, it changes the dynamic a bit. Um, also to uh, Brandon, the HBAR bull asks Christian Hasker, Will it be the enterprise use cases or the community startup use cases that will have the most impact on the network? Um, and really it's like, he, Brandon answered his own question when he kind of, you know, specified, because I don't think that's, that's a distinction that Christian Hasker generally like wants to make especially, but what Brandon says is, you know, enterprise is slow and he believes that it will be startups and he compares it to the internet boom, right? When you had the dot-com bubble and then you had kind of everything rising from the ashes, you had these older companies like Microsoft, but then you also had these startups like Google and Amazon. So if you were to look at, you know, 20 years later, who drove the most growth for the internet, it wasn't really Microsoft, right? It was Google and Amazon, which were startups at the time. So I can appreciate that um, that thinking, like that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Christian also highlights that AI has a data problem. So on the topic of where does DLT, where does Hedera fit in with AI, this was a really, really great um, note from Christian. He says, OpenAI is using a Web2 strategy. Imagine if you could pay ChatGPT per call, load up a wallet with three bucks in it, connect it to the OpenAI website, and you wouldn't have to go over your data. Um, you know, OpenAI requires an email address and a phone number. So imagine if instead OpenAI, you could just connect a wallet with a couple dollars in it and do those microtransactions on a network like Hedera for each API call. Like that would be incredible. And it would, it would make your use of chat GPT um, completely anonymous, even using the API potentially. So that's interesting. Um, and also too, like Christian is hyped about the marketing committee as, you know, as we talked about last week with the governing council meeting, <laughs> there was um, a marketing committee um, in 20, 
2019, I think it was, it was kind of sunset. And there was three years where Hedera was just not focused on marketing. Really. The budget was restricted at this recent governing council meeting. The marketing committee was brought back with a $10 million budget. So firing on all cylinders. Um, and the, you know, the, the co-chairs are service now and DLA Piper. So that's pretty big. And the hope is this leads to greater engagement within the council members. So again, that enterprise marketing, getting governing council members even more integrated with each other, and then engagement from council members into the community. And he said, this quote may take a little time, but to me, in the community, in the Hedera community, in the retail market for Hedera, there's been a lot of conversation about a disconnect between the governing council and the community, right? The governing council is Hedera. And I often talk about this analogy of two different worlds, right? The community world and the enterprise world. And they're very far apart, but they keep getting closer. So this feels like a response to a need from the community as the community grows. And even in the messaging that Lehman, for example, is saying is the community is responsible for the growth of the network. And quite frankly, the reality is that the governing council members are part of the larger community, right? So I think that the marketing committee, the task of gluing them together a little more and then having initiatives, having the governing council integrate with the HBAR community more. It's going to take time, but at least those efforts are in place. So that was a great update. Awesome interview with the HBAR bull. Um, solid updates. Highly encourage people to watch that episode if they haven't already. Red Swan, real estate, something that we don't talk about quite a lot in Hedera, but I think is going to be happening more often. Um, last week, we talked about Red Swan. They're a real estate play. They're a real estate use case tokenized real estate. They said last week they were going to be putting out a press release. It's here. Um, the commercial real estate market has a cap of $76 trillion. The Boston Consulting Group speculates that it could be possible to tokenize approximately $16 trillion worth of assets by the end of 2023. So essentially what they're saying is within the next... Um, seven, eight months, $16 trillion of real estate could be tokenized. Red Swan has been working with Hedera since 2019, and they've created an SEC compliant token standard for issuing digital security tokens of all types. Their blockchain-based marketplace that uses tokenized technology, aka Hedera, to fragment the ownership of commercial real estate, creating a more cost-effective investment environment. Sponsors and investors are provided liquidity options through the acquisition and trade of assets, asset backs, digital currency. So basically what that means is you want to invest a property now, you're going to have to have a quarter million dollars and that might be locked up for seven years. With this new system and leveraging tokenization, you could invest in a high quality real estate project for way less money and be able to pull that liquidity quickly if you need it. So that's cool. The launch of Red Swan's token studio on Hedera allows users to participate in the creation, right? And investment of digital security tokens and assets by fragmenting assets 
the studio enables users to gain ownership of portions of commercial real estate. Um, so that's crazy. Um, and, you know, obviously they launched on Adira for obvious reasons. So update from Red Swan. It is a big use case. It's re commercial real estate. We're talking billions and trillions, one to keep an eye on. And we're also talking regulations, right? This is a um, purported SEC compliant tokenization platform, essentially for real estate and quote, any other type of tokenized asset. So very, very interesting. Also, uh, two other kind of heavy hitting stories is from StraightsX and EM Tech. So StraightsX was building on other networks. I believe it was Ethereum because they launched um, in 2020 when Hedera wasn't quite at the forefront and those other networks weren't really cutting it. So they've moved to Hedera. So StraightsX is a pioneering payments infrastructure for the digital asset space in Southeast Asia, licensed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. It offers services for personal and business account holders to mint, redeem, and swap stablecoins, manage payments, and connect their accounts to digital assets platforms. StraightsX um, is announcing their support for the Singapore dollar, XSGD, on the Hedera network. Um, and they've rapidly gained adoption since 2024, over 7 billion worth of S, uh, sorry, XSGD um, in on-chain transactions. So that's huge, but that's not on Hedera. So now it's coming to Hedera. Um, and it's become one of the largest non-US dollar stable coins by market capitalization. Um, so Kenny Chan, the head of StraightsX, expressed his excitement about having XSGD natively on the Hedera network. He believes this will contribute to a flourishing ecosystem of applications that offer real-time XSGD stablecoin payments. He also stated that with Hedera's energy-efficient uh, framework, micropayments and stablecoins will become increasingly viable, leading to greater financial inclusion in the region. So again, what this is, the story here is a major stablecoin that was running on another, on another network is moving to Hedera because that other network didn't do what they needed it to do. It's as simple as that. Um, so that's another little hint of mass adoption. EM Tech is a modern central bank technology and services company in our next story offering an integrated SaaS, SaaS is software as a service, platform with products such as the Digital Regulatory Sandbox and Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. Um, its solutions empower central banks, financial institutions, and regulators to navigate the rapidly evolving landscape of financial services and innovation regulation. Um, and the the WAMI right stands for the West African Monetary Institute. It's an organization that establishes to undertake tech, technical preparations for the establishment of a West African central bank and the launching of a single currency for the West African Monetary Zone, the WAMZ. The West African Monetary Institute and EM Tech have announced a strategic partnership aimed at modernizing country level and regional uh, regulatory sandboxes. This will enable the harmonization of diverse um, uh, fintech regulatory policies and frameworks across West African monetary zones. So what's the big deal about this? What's going on? 
So the big the big thing is um, this is running on Hedera, right? This is a CBDC play running on Hedera. Um, and Carmel, who is the CEO of EM Tech, um, explains this really well to kind of illustrate the weight of this. So she says, quote, Imagine a 50-state regulatory framework for Web 2 and Web 3 fintech in the U.S. Right? Let that sink in. So all 50 states developing a regulatory framework for Web 2 and Web 3 fintech. This is what is being built right now in an African context, but we're with the West Coast. Guys, this is hard stuff. It doesn't happen overnight but we are up to the challenge. Let's go. So this is big. And, and, you know, Carmel has been so on the forefront of CBDC into integrations, but also advocating for people and lifting up people into being banked, right? Because a lot of people don't in the world, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people don't have access to this infrastructure, to banking. They just don't have access to it. So not only is DLT about giving us right in the Western world and, and, you know, with these already established financial frameworks and infrastructure, it's not only about giving us a better experience. Mostly what this technology is about is about giving everybody else a leg up and giving them access to what we have already. And in turn, that's going to make the products we get even better. So it's like a win, 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 which is amazing. So pay attention to what's happening in West Africa. Pay attention to what's happening with EM Tech. Shout out to Kamel Cadet, CEO. I mean, powerhouse, um, just incredible. Uh, also, a woman in crypto. I mean, we I, I was on the, that Twitter space a couple of weeks ago highlighting that. So also worth mentioning, just, just incredible stuff. Um, what else we got going on? I mean, we talked about FSCO. We talked about Red Swan. I'm just scrolling through the mega thread here. We talked about Karaka. We talked about um, some other stuff. This is kind of juicy. So <clears throat> this is a little bit of a breadcrumb. It's a stale breadcrumb, but still a breadcrumb. And it's just worth quickly bringing back up to the surface because it's exciting. Um, <clears throat> back in 2020, Lehman was talking about a Fortune 10 use case, also talking about different big companies um, using Hedera. And what, what was mentioned is an often overlooked inclusion of a, quote, global auto manufacturer. Um, and that global auto manufacturer um, and it would be working in the kind of enterprise integration area. So at, like in 2020, there were plans for a global auto manufacturer to start leveraging Hedera in an enterprise context. What do we know about enterprises? They take a long time. Three years has been a long time. So just want to bring that back to the surface and fold it back over and kind of look around now because is there going to be um, new signs of a global auto manufacturer and Hedera? <clears throat> That's what was stated in 2020 from Hedera. Three years later, let's see what happens. Saucer Swap has a great thread regarding AI. And I just wanted to highlight a couple of things from it. <clears throat> and it's also to do with their new Sauce Pro program that they're doing, where it's like a subscription service for more um, uh, features for the platform. 
And one of those features is going to be an AI assistant um, that's cool. So they highlight a couple of things, right? AI, DeFi, like where, what's the mix here? What do we see? So first thing they highlighted was advanced or sorry, AI enhanced yield farming. So optimizing LPs, yield farming strategies in real time, considering gas fees and permanent loss and market volatility. So imagine having an AI optimize your liquidity pools for all of those various factors. Very interesting. Predictive analytics is number two. AI analyzes social media, news trends, and market data, forecasts market sentiment to anticipate price fluctuations, uses this data to optimize liquidity provisioning and asset allocation. So allowing DEXs through AI to mold themselves around the um, market sentiment so they don't get hit as heavy when big buys come in. So that's very interesting. Number three is portfolio rebalancing. AI analyzes a user's portfolio and investment behavior, provides personalized recommendation for diversification or risk mitigation. Really cool. Number four is, I think the most important one is anomaly detection. So AI would sift through mountains and mountains of on-chain data in real time and detect unusual patterns that might indicate attacks, market manipulation. So that's interesting. Um, and they give two example. Uh, they give an example: Nansen AI that traced outflows from FTX before the crash. So very interesting stuff. Um, number five is decentralized governance forecasting. So. AI analyzes past governance decisions and anticipates future policy changes or changes aiding protocol stakeholders. So that's really interesting. And an example they gave was MakerDAO is one protocol in particular that is helping to push decentralized government forward with the help of AI. So that's really cool. Number six is user support. So AI trained on a project's documentation, providing simple semantic answers to user questions and enhancing customer support with quick access to key DeFi concepts. So this is where they say SaucerSwap is going to utilize OpenAI's chat GPT for dynamic user assistance. So a custom AI that knows everything about DeFi and SaucerSwap and Hedera at your fingertips that you can ask questions to. That's pretty cool. The other thing is number seven, decentralized insurance. AI assesses risk and prices coverage for DeFi protocols, automates claims and payouts. So very cool. So they gave a quick, just to wrap it up, they gave a quick case study uh, for SaucerSwap. SaucerSwap leverages AI with its future Sauce Pro feature set, um, a help bot, right? What we talked about, AI-driven portfolio management. Um, so that's really cool. So great that from SaucerSwap, I think that that's gonna be really cool. Um, Something else interesting that SaucerSwap was tied to was they put out a thread that basically was was hopping on the bandwagon of um, the Cardano network having issues. So the Cardano network was having issues and SaucerSwap tweets out, quote, users on Cardano are facing a network issue today with swaps on native DEXs taking upwards to 30 minutes. To those on these DEXs, we invite you to install a Hashpack app, wallet, and get started on Hedera, obviously suggesting they use SaucerSwap. 
And this was an interesting, I just wanted to mention this because it's an interesting moment. So when this was brought up, um, a, us, a, a, a user on Twitter says in response, do you know the one thing that I never hear the, the HBAR community talking about? Decentralization. It's easy to run a federated system with super high node requirements and then bang on about throughput all the time. Stop comparing systems that are optimized for different use cases. And this was interesting. So Brady from Swirls responds and he says, um, you're correct on the right tool for the right job. Infrastructure in general is that way, but definitely worth digging into the ecosystem on Adira. It's incredibly fast, super easy, fun to use. Um, would love for you to join us and be happy to send you some HBAR. So this user replies, I wish your community the best of luck and thanks for the offer, but I'm not into a centralized system. And the reason I'm highlighting this is just, I understand that people in Hedera and in this community understand the roadmap towards decentralization, why Hedera is a little more decentralized right now and won't be in the future, as Lehman Baird says. What we've seen in, in, in crypto is networks start out very decentralized, but become more and more centralized over time in the case of Bitcoin. And instead, what if we started out a little more, de more centralized, but become more and more decentralized over time? So it's a different approach, but that nuance isn't really something we can expect other people to understand. So that's why this conversation is important. So Brady responds and he says, interesting when you say centralized system. Do you mean ability for anyone to run a node? For what it's worth, nodes on Hedera are all independently owned and operated. No centralized entity that controls them all. Every node runs in a unique on-prem data centers or cloud providers. So that was a good distinction. This user responds, yep, the fact that a central authority grants access to run nodes and the hardware requirements are crazy so even if anyone could run a node, um, even if anyone could just join, most wouldn't be able to afford it. And so Brady responds again, Brady from Swirl, ah, I see what you mean. Running an Ethereum full node is similar. It's pretty hardware intensive. For what it's worth, Hedera has community nodes coming and then fully permissionless nodes soon thereafter. For my own research, with central authority approving, even though the nodes are completely independent, can you describe the concern, why it is off-putting, or is it the ethos? So <clears throat> the user responds, and again, bear with me. I just think this is an important discussion to illustrate. The user responds, last time I checked, the Hedera Governing Council members run mainnet consensus nodes. Who grants access to this council? Having a system that anyone can openly join is really important to me. Having a system that anyone can join is really important to me. And that sums it up there, folks. That's what sums it up. And that's what we're going to come up against. And again, I think that Hedera is taking the right approach, right? I understand and accept that Hedera could be seen as, or very well may be, more centralized than, than another network. It can be argued that Hedera is the most decentralized network because it's not just about the number of nodes, right? 
It's about the number of actively participating nodes in governance, but that's a separate discussion. I understand the realities, but there's also another reality. And it's the fact that most people don't understand those nuances. And I do think that this user, as they research Hedera, it just makes sense and they'll come around to it. But again, I want to read that sentence again. Quote, having a system that anyone can openly join is really important to me, right? And that's, and, and, and there's more conversation after this thread, but I want to stop it there just because to me, that's all that matters. It's at the end of the day, these are individual people that have their own concerns, that have their own battle wounds from being in crypto, that have their own knowledge that, and that needs to be respected and it needs to be approached from, uh, with empathy. And a lot of times you have to remember when people are arguing with Hedera people about decentralization or centralization or this or that, it's just because they just know a certain way and they know certain things. And quite frankly, they know a lot of stuff that we don't that would be really important for us to know. So I just want you to kind of, whenever you're getting into a debate with someone when it comes to Hedera, just think about this user on Twitter and what they said. Quote, having a system that anyone can openly join is really important to me. And I think that right now, although Hedera is really great, it doesn't feel that way for people, right? The way that the governing council comes across, the way that Hedera comes across, it doesn't feel, I understand how it comes across. It doesn't feel like anyone can openly join, right? And we have to understand that it's that is really important to people. And I think that Hedera gets that. They can only do so much. But that's, again, the whole debate boils down to that. Reading that conversation just was a huge revelation for me. That sentence there, it reminded me that it, we're not talking about these big, high-level things. We're just talking as people. And the majority of people in Web3 want to be a part of something they can join and they don't feel like they can on Hedera. So that's important to, to keep in mind. What else we got going on? Let's bring this home, guys. Let's bring this home. Uh, we talked about HSuite. We talked about Lehman Swap. Uh, Justin Atwell from Swirls um, said something very, very interesting that I wanted to highlight. And Justin Atwell is a very prominent figure um, in the Hedera ecosystem. Um, he is the lead for sustainability. And... He says, quote, y'all, when I say that it's been a busy week, it really has. The amount of consulting companies building on Hedera lately has been dramatically increasing. I can't even shit post on Twitter as much lately. So people were asking him, who? Are there any more details? And he says, I won't name names. But it's been busy working with Objects Computing and Envision Blockchain and Ronnie Kerr. Uh, also, he says, some of the biggest consulting firms are realizing that Hedera is easier than other crypto when it comes to Web 2. It sounds simple, but usability is the most important thing after functionality. So that's really interesting is like, we've seen this highlighted recently as well as Sure, the network being performant is really important. Sure, the governance structure is really important. But what is the experience?
experience like building, not just building for Web3 stuff, but building for Web2 stuff. Like that's really interesting. So um, just want to highlight that another sign of growth. Um, a shout out to Hashpack with a great update. So Pluto from Hashpack sent out a tweet on the 26th saying, I heard some people wanted to store NFTs on a hardware wallet. He's holding what I believe is a descent wallet connected to a hash pack holding NFTs. So it does appear as though hardware wallet support for hash pack in the context of NFTs is coming. Very cool. It's something Blade has added recently. Blade Wallet. Shout out to Blade. Um, and... <clears throat> No shout out to Ledger. I would I would like what is the opposite of a shout out? A shout in? I want to give a shout in to Ledger because they've been um uh pardon my French, but freaking horrible recently. Like with the with the um the the revelation that they can um, access your private keys in some capacities if you opt into a new service. <clears throat> and also, we were supposed to have support, full support for Hedera by now, and we don't. So Ledger being the number one hardware wallet brand, there's a vacuum created. It's open season, right? We got Descent coming in. We've got Citadel wallet, which is a Hedera-specific wallet coming in. It's game over for Ledger on Hedera, folks. Um, what other update did we got? Um, we got a user saying um, to me, these wallets are confusing. I get that they can be confusing. Hardware wallets are very confusing. Um, I could go in and try to explain a little more about them. Um, yeah, and, and this user says, I'm tempted to just use Hashpack. This is the interesting thing is, when you use a hardware wallet, you can still use Hashpack, right? The difference here is when you use Hashpack, you're using what's called a hot wallet, right? It's a wallet where the private keys are encrypted on your device. When you're using a hardware wallet, your private keys are stored and encrypted on a little device that doesn't have access to the internet. That's really the only difference. Um, and hash using a Hashpack wallet is pretty secure. The thing you want to keep in mind is never, ever, 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 ever share your private keys. Make sure that your private keys are stored in a fashion that is not connected to the internet. So when you set up a hash pack and it shows you your private keys for the first time, right? Write that down on a piece of paper, put it away, put it away somewhere. If you have a device that you never connect to the internet, store it on there. Um, but do not store it on your notepad, don't store it in your screenshots on your phone, don't store your private key or your seed phrase in a fashion that gives it exposure to the internet. That's the best tip I can give. But shout out to Hashpack and Citadel Wallet and Blade Wallet and Descent Wallet and all these people filling the vacuum created by Ledger. Uh, we need it. Um, update from Dovu. Uh, well, not really Dovu, but Undo Carbon is partnering with Dovu. Um, They've received an investment of $12 million. So this kind of um, regenerative finance, sustainability plays on Hedera. Um, you know, there's 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 quite a few different moves. So I think that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, 
Uh, Dragma Labs is launching a new launch pad, dragma.io. So another marketplace, another launch pad. I think that's great to see on Hedera. It looks very cool. looks groovy. Um, so definitely check that out. Want to give them a shout out. Um, we've got an interesting story unfolding from BCW Group. So they sent out a tweet, quote, and this was on May 24th, right after the governing council meeting at Google. Quote, Thank you, Google, for hosting the amazing event. We had the pleasure to co-host and present with WorldPay, an exciting and innovative use case to the Hedera Council. Watch this space for further details in the next months. Perfect ability to talk about this earlier. So that was great. Hedera was the number one coin of the day on Lunar Crush yesterday or on the 26th. So two days ago, that was pretty big. Um... Also, too, we have some DREC news. So DREC is reported to be made available in the third quarter. For those unfamiliar, DREC, which stands for Decentralized Recovery or Decentralized Custody, is a way in which using your devices, whether in a browser or whether on your phone in an app, you can take secrets, right? Whether it's a private key for your crypto or your saved passwords, store them in that app, and then share those secrets in pieces with helpers. So if you lose your private key, you can retrieve it. This is a new way of doing it that's unlike any other way before. And it's going to be open sourced and it's going to be leveraged by every crypto network. And you can build it into your app. It's going to be a protocol. So this is going to be game changing for the whole space, right? The number one pain point for people getting into crypto, right? For mass adoption is the fact that if they lose their private keys, they lose everything. And that is a big barrier. And with DREC, that will no longer be the situation. Folks will not have to worry about that being a situation, right? Also, too, you won't have to worry about <clears throat> um, custodial crypto, where someone could steal your funds it would then be decentralized with the DREC protocol. Um, and it's very, very cool. There's a couple things I can't speak of on it, but I can tell you that what I've seen is very cool. Um, so DREC quarter three, let's go. Um, Ed Marquez from, uh, I believe, Swirls. Uh, no, he's Dev Relations for Hedera at Swirls. Um, he published a Twitter thread that summarized marketing and Twitter activity. Um, for Hedera, wanted to give a shout out, some really useful insights in regards to like some of the different words, um, the most popular posts, um, all those different things. So check out that thread if you're curious about cracking into kind of like, you know, what's popular on the Hedera Twitter, what's that all about? Check it out. Very useful stuff. Um, and... Holy, holy guys, I think we might be able to keep this under two hours. I really think we've been able to cover everything. Let me check. Oh my goodness. And we had some great guests today too. Like that was great. So I'm just double checking. I'm just triple checking here. Yeah, we covered everything. Oh my goodness. Um, So another week behind us. And another week ahead, a huge shout out to everyone listening live on the Twitter spaces right now. 
And another shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. And an extra, extra shout out to everyone making a donation to the show. If you have a moment, give the show a rating and review on your favorite platform. It means a lot. A huge thank you as well to Perfect Ability for the, for the Reddit report, uh, for King Solomon for coming up and sharing some updates and thoughts, and also too for a possible tease from HBAR Suite talking about their upcoming launch um, for their uh, SheBar NFT holders and then the public in October. Very, very cool stuff. Now, an important thing to mention, there will be no show next week. I will not be doing a show on Sunday next week. Um, I am uh, getting married in July and my bachelor party is next weekend. So as you can imagine, I will not be doing a show live from my bathroom party. Um, but I can promise you that there will be a show the following week. Um, I have to take some time off folks. I have to do some stuff. Um, but just wanted to let you guys know, um, that probably I'll warn you, I'll warn you, um, the show that follows next week will probably be very long. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's probably going to be so much to talk about. I'm just going to warn you now. Um, so that's that. Um, and <clears throat> this week, oh, it really gets you thinking. I mean, it's like I said at the beginning, right? There's so many new things happening. It's hard to keep up. There's so many new perspectives, ideas, um, insights, hypothesis. Um, there's also so many more new people, right? There's so many more new use cases. There's a new governing council member. Um, it makes you reflect. And also on top of that, all of these kind of dormant use cases, right? Like um, Red Swan, like Neuron, like um, HBAR Suite, like all these different things are starting to come out of the woodwork now. So again, it's, it's hard to keep up. These shows keep getting longer, um, but that's just the way it goes. Um, it's exciting. And I think the takeaway here is <clears throat> it's really time to think differently, right? Um, something I spoke about earlier this year was... <clears throat> How do we gauge the growth of Hedera? Right. Previously, we when when I was a when I was a, a just a, a a young little HBAR investor years and years ago, um, everybody was saying <clears throat> governing councils joining governing council members joining the governing council is a sign of growth of the network. <clears throat> then it was realized that. That was no longer a focus of Hedera, DHBAR Foundation, or Swirls, or the Governing Council. The new hotness was transactions per second. So then we were looking to that. We were saying, this is the most important thing. Transactions are the most important thing. And over the recent months, it's turned out that might not be the, 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 the Kickstarter metric that signifies growth of the network per se because that's going to change rapidly and grow rapidly, but there's no real reflection in price. So what is it, right? And we've been searching for this. And I mentioned that what I think it is, is 
those two worlds getting closer and closer together, right? The community startup project world, right? Where Hashpack lives, where Saucer Swap lives, where I live, where you live, our little community world, right? And then there's the Enterprise Governing Council, Hedera, Swirled, HBAR Foundation, Hashgraph Association, DLT um, Fund world, right? Where we don't live. In our world, we look up at the sky and we see it out there, right? And it's shining down on us, but we have to put our sunscreen on because it can burn us. And I see growth of the network as how close can these worlds get together, right? How close can we bring those worlds together? The closer that they get together, the better. The Right now, the community doesn't really have a direct line to the governing council, which is weird. Like, we're all in each other's DMs, you know? Um, and like, to be honest, like Cofra, Google, IBM, Boeing, DLA Piper, like at a certain point, we got to call a spade and spade and be like, listen, you're community members. You're the same as saucer swap and saucer swaps the same as you guys. I say this often is like when we see community nodes, I think it's going to make people's heads spin seeing the amount of H bar sucked out of staking from other nodes and instead staked to, um, I won't mention any particular projects. I want to avoid speculation. Um, but, um, you know, a, a project similar to a popular DEX or a popular wallet or a popular NFT project we might enjoy. If they have a node that you can stake your H bar to, I think it would shock the Mar the Hedera ecosystem to see how much H bar would be staked to those nodes versus a, you know, FIS, Avery Dennison, Swirls node. So I hope that those two worlds get closer and closer together. That's the sign for me of growth in the network. But my final thoughts are, I also think um, that revenue could also be one of those things, right? Um, I think that revenue is a really interesting thing. What kills other networks, what kills other projects is they run out of money, right? And that's a threat that Hedera falls under. Um, can Hedera 10x their revenue by the end of the year? That's what's on my mind right now. If just 1.5% of transactions on the mainnet were non-HCS transactions, that would be huge, right? So it gets me thinking, should get you thinking. Um, and that's what's on my mind going forward is these two worlds coming together and Hedera making bank. Thanks for tuning in to Hashgraph Enthusiast News and Rumors, episode 78. 10 billion broadcast live on Twitter spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Monday. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. Make sure to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community to share your insights ask questions and invite new friends. That group is at almost 850 members. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, feel free to send an HBAR donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The full HBAR address can be found in the thread um, pinned to the top of the spaces here and in the show notes in the podcast. I appreciate everyone tuning in, showing support and sharing the show. 
and I'll see you live on Twitter Spaces next Sunday. Or no, I won't see you live on Twitter Spaces next Sunday. Remember, no show next week. I was just mindlessly reading my script. For everyone listening live now, I'm going to do what I always do. If you see somebody listening right now that you recognize and you recognize their profile picture and you haven't spoken with them in a month, send them a DM right now. Ask them what's new. What's up? What's going on? I guarantee you there's something new going on. Or I guarantee you uh, they might need help with something that you could help out with. Or you might have something new that you want to tell them about. If you see somebody that you don't recognize and you've never spoken with them before, give them a follow right now. Um, and send them a direct message and ask them what's up, what's going on. Because guess what? You got something in common. You're both listening to me ramble on for two hours. So there's a start. And with that, hello future, goodbye past.